if it, it is mine. Welcome to the Wheels of Spectrum, the podcast where we roll through life with an autistic husband and daughter. Buckle up and brace yourself for a wild ride as we navigate through the ups and downs of being a neurodiverse North, family. From struggles to accomplishments, adventures, movies, shows, anime, gaming, everything in between. Hello, everybody. And good night. I mean, we are recording this in the night. Um, my name is Samantha, and I am here with my co-host, a very important person for me. He's my husband. We've been married for five years. We've been together for 11. And, uh, well, say something. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jonathan. <laughs> okay, so a little bit of what we're going to talk about today. It's going to be, we're going to talk a little bit about our daughter, um, her diagnosis, regression, how we felt about it. Um, just a little bit of the story of how, you know, we were trust upon the world of autism from knowing nothing about it to suddenly reading everything we can read and talking to everybody that we could talk about about this. Um, we're also going to be talking a little bit about John, uh, my husband, Jonathan. He, how he felt, you know, how he, when he was growing up, how it was uh, challenging for him how he suffers some bullying. I don't know if he does want to talk about that, but we'll touch on a little bit about how he found out that he has autism. I mean, he has not been diagnosed, but it's very self-diagnosed autism, uh, you know, like diagnosis. I don't know how to say it. Um, And then maybe we can talk a little bit about anime. I don't know. I don't know if he wants to talk a, a little bit about what we're excited for what's coming. I mean, it is very exciting this year, 2023, for us in the anime world. So, do you believe it is a very exciting year? It's always been exciting. <laughs> anyway, we are going to touch on a little bit about... um when we found out our daughter, there was something going on with our daughter. Um, how old was she? Do you remember? Mm, honestly, I don't really, I can't recall how old, but it was very hard to tell when she was very small. When she was months, you, it, she just we just saw it as like her being a toddler, her acting like a, a baby. But as she grew more, we started noticing different um, behaviors yeah. that were kind of concerning, which she didn't show at first. The flapping, her just like wondering, not looking straight into what she was standing in front of. And obviously, we never thought much of it. And even up to her two years, we didn't even... I the word autism never came through my head. Yeah. I just thought, oh, my baby's just acting up, you know. She's... Um, one of the things that happened with her was she had a regression. So when she was younger, she would um talk a lot on the phone. I mean, she wouldn't say words, but she would babble a lot with family. She would 
um, try to say words. She would say mama. She would say dada. She would smile. She would like interact with us. And then she turned 18 months or 19 months. And then that completely stopped. Do you remember when it completely stopped? No, just time passes by so fast every day. But I can definitely remember the the, the time where, like, it's just not like now that I think about it, like, it kind of happened so fast Yeah. that now I don't, I try not to think about it as, like. It was a little heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, was, I mean, yeah, before. Back when she was very small, she never really said words. Yeah. She would, like, babble a lot. Like She did to... say mom and dad. Yeah, she did she a lot. Did. And then she stopped saying it completely. And it was a complete change. It was like it, it, she was not herself. And I remember when it happened, she had just gotten sick. So in my mind was she's just not feeling good right now. She's not feeling, you know, like she's sick. She's getting better. She's going to, she's going to be fine. And then time passed. And he, and a little bit of her was still there, you know, like she was still kind of look at us. She was still laugh. She would, it wasn't like completely like she wasn't there. She was still laugh. She would giggle. She would even try to babble words the way she used to but mm-hmm. it was never to what what she was really at you know at one point like almost trying to talk and we started seeing other things like the, like you said the flapping um do you remember she used to do like a lot of tippy toes like yeah. when she would get on her bike and it was like tippy toes all the time um so what we did was we contacted our doctor, I mean her doctor, and the doctor said, okay, you can bring her in, and they did some questionnaire, and then they were like, okay, I think you should talk to the regional center. Do you remember the assessment when, do you remember if, if they came over to our house or? No, we went to the clinic. But it was in LA. It was already here in Orange County. Uh, I I want to say it was here in Orange County. I don't remember going into any clinic in, in LA. LA. Yeah, and it was here in I I believe so. It was in Orange County, and it was the same clinic that we are right now. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yes, we went to and multiple was, clinics. Yeah, and it was so long, and she was so little. Yeah, well, for me, the whole process of her diagnosis was like. Like if Sophia would be driving a a car up a hill, yeah, and the like you know she would be going like I'm just trying to, to um how would I say this picture, like, yeah, kind of picture it seemed like she would be driving a car up a hill and we would see her keep going up as she ages, and we would see her slowly like stopping or maybe falling back from the hill like kind of going in reverse yeah so her milestone she was yeah. like hitting her milestones yeah but for us it didn't really seem like a big concerning deal. we were like oh you know like it's it, fine you know kids have this yeah. 
But then when we got the, oh, she's supposed to be saying 300 words by the age of two. Yeah, that was very scary. That was very scary, remember? yeah. Then remember, I, I actually, I remember one thing that you were very hesitant and upset when they were, when we had to go through the assessments and they're like, she can't go up the stairs. She's not, she's like a six month old and she was already two years old by then. And they were telling us physically her bones and her muscles are uh, like if she's a six month old, her language is still, she's nonverbal right now. Uh, she does say words. It's here and there. But at that time, it was like completely nothing. So they're like, yeah, she has the, she's on the level of a newborn. And I would think like newborns don't speak. I mean, not newborns, but more as like a five, six month old baby, 12 month. Yeah. Like there's kids that start talking before they walk. But it was very upsetting when they were coming to us with like, this yeah, list it was of more, like this is what your daughter is lacking this is what it wasn't what upsetting to me it was more concerning and worrying because i mean you did get upset you well yeah of course but i got more worried i would because she was showing so much progress when she was very small yeah like she would eat a bunch of food that any type of she'll eat like avocado. Yeah, she was. She'll eat burgers. She'll eat a bunch of stuff. But now she's very picky. Yeah, but after that, they hadn't given us obviously the diagnosis just because she was too little to be diagnosed. So we started going through therapy, and one of the therapies that uh, she was going through was physical, and um, you were in charge of taking her. And being there with her, and you you grew very attached to her therapist. Um, what do you think? One of the things that you remember from her, of advices or anything that she gave you, while Sophia was in the therapy, that kind of stick with you and you still remember. Mm, probably the most the main one thing that I will never forget. Is that to always appreciate her goals, no matter how little or big they are. Yeah. Because I've noticed... Like celebrate her goals, even if they're very yeah, small. Yes, like just kind of think about where she started and where she is at now. Yeah. Yeah, because she, she taught me a lot as to be very patient and to not try to... Force her, rush her. No, not main. Not it's not really about her, but about me, as in me not trying to. I would say like, blame myself for her, for her not being able to do something. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember her saying it's this not your fault. And she, or even the way she would react to me telling her to do something. That know, was like very loud. <laughs> that was very loud. I have a loud voice. I know. Um, it is, I think, one of the things that I remember from her, that one of the two times, three times that I went with her, I mean with Sophia, to that therapy specifically, was um, to always, to not expect Sophia to know something that in order for her to show us 
let's say, kicking the ball, we had to actually sort of like practice with her and do it with her and have patience and and kind of guide her through the physical, uh, uh, you know, like the physical difficulties she was having. Because I think this is something that not, not a lot of people know, but autism not only affects like the brain and, and not being able to talk or social interactions, it also affects the body and physically and uh, the muscles and all of that, it, it sort of affects them in a way. Yeah, it affects everything in your body. It just depends on the extent of how severe the autism, the, the spectrum that you are yeah. in. We do miss her a lot. Um, she, Sophia was... She's sleeping. She is sleeping, but... No, no, I mean the therapist. Oh, yes. Yeah, we miss her. <laughs> Not Sophia. And then after all of all of that therapy, she started going to school. At three years old, the regional center stops providing services for her, and she starts. Well, I think I'm going way too forward. I think one of the things that I jumped was actually getting a diagnosis. So when she was little, she will have these like quirky little things where she will lean her head. And sort of get lost in, in focusing on whatever, trying to pay attention to something. And I started being concerned because they kind of looked like uh, absent teachers. It, it, they looked like, you know, she wasn't there. She looked like she was looking at a ghost. Yeah. So, and I want to know if she was or if she is. <laughs> I mean, maybe she is. But we took her to her doctor, and, and then we were referred to a neurologist, and they checked her, checked her brain completely. And then the next, everything looked fine. She didn't have any problems. It wasn't seizures. The next step was DNA. And I, um, the moment she, you know, like, they took her DNA, they ran some tests, they did some questions for both of us. And one of the questions was, does anybody in the family have autism? And uh, Johnny, I mean, what is going forward to what actually your experience? One of the reasons why we didn't really notice Sophia, you know, symptoms as per se. I don't want to say symptoms, but... But because we didn't notice them because everyone was so used to those things because you did them when you were little. I yeah. mean. Yeah, well, especially coming from my side of the family, like my Well, obviously, parents. my family never met you when you were little. Oh, well, sorry, I didn't. Yeah. So yeah. basically your family, what is one thing that they would used to tell us? Well, they told us that I had a very, like, speech delay. I would talk yeah. when I was almost six years old. Yeah. And I wouldn't really um, mumble. I would just, like, point. I wouldn't even say anything. I wouldn't even point. Oh, you or, wouldn't? And I would flap my hands. Yeah. And I would do this type of, like, gesture stimming. with my mouth. Like stimming. Like stimming, yeah. Yeah. 
I still do it. Yeah, he does. And his family were like very, very, very like against having an autism diagnosis for Sophia. They were like, no, she doesn't have it. She just, she, she's like Johnny. Johnny didn't talk until he was five, six. And Johnny used to stim a lot and he used to flop his hands. And when he was very excited, he was like, like a little, like he had this little quirky thing he used to do. And Sophia does the same thing. So we were like, okay. I mean, that kind of means that if Sophia has a, the, the autism, that Johnny has autism. Was that a hard thing to think about? Not anymore, no. Was it kind of shocking at first when we got Sophia's diagnosis and you were like, but I used to do that. That Does that mean I have autism? Mm, yeah, I would say. It, it, that wasn't shocking, but it was just more eye-opening to me. That like it, it I makes never, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, I was never diagnosed. Well, I haven't been diagnosed. But it makes... Like, I'm self-diagnosed, I would think that. Yeah. Like, when I was growing up, I was very antisocial. Yeah. I was very shy. I was very super... I was super quiet. I didn't have a lot of friends. I was always, like, with the quiet, nerdy kids. Yeah. I yeah. mean, even in high school, I remember because we met in high school. We were we were not friends, but we knew each other. And one of his very significant uh, physical differences from everybody was that your hair was very long, and you used to wear your hair covering your eyes. And I think that says a lot because it's like you were covering your eyes because it's obviously very hard for you to look at people in their eyes or it's very hard for you to like have to interact with someone and they expect you to look at them so at least with like covering your eyes they don't know you're not looking do you think that uh, well i never really saw it that way but <laughs> yeah now that you mention it it kind of makes a little bit of sense but i only grew my hair because of anime because i was reading yeah. anime for magna yeah. But, yeah, but it wasn't... Even with my hair short, it was just hard to look at people in the eyes or try to make conversations. It was just difficult to come up with... Like, it's just known for autistic people to be very antisocial, to be shy, and to just be lost in words, not to know what to talk about. Yeah. But once I get comfortable with someone, like, I was, I was very um, talkative, very funny. Yeah. But, I mean, I could say at some point, as more of us, I grew. When in, in my senior year, I was more friendly with mostly everyone. A lot of people in my class would call me the, the um, how would I say, the... The tosta guy? No. I mean... Besides that. No, I'm talking about, like, when, you're, the, when you're, you keep making jokes in class and... Oh, you the make, jokester? Well, yeah, the you clown? can see the, the clown, clown, the class clown. Class clown. Yes. Oh, you actually won. Did you? I no. don't know. No, I no, don't no. think so. I don't think. 
did you know that I I was in charge of counting all the votes for like okay so I was in charge we were in the same sort of like floor when we graduated high school and I was part of like leadership class so we went and we took votes for every single like best smile best dress mm, funniest best eyes uh class clown and other stuff um and i i mean i won best eyes but it wasn't rigged i promise don't count the boat <laughs> it wasn't rigged you know it wasn't uh i think yeah we're doing 20 minutes we're doing good so i think that what's really for me what i see when i see your autism the most and when i see the hardships of being in a relationship with someone with autism because there's amazing things but there's also hard things that i'm i have to learn every day and it's something that's hard for me because i strive for perfection and i expect you to give me that same thing even though it's unreachable and it's unfair for me to put those expectations on myself and on you but one of the things that i notice that are very difficult is empathy in a way for you sometimes you say things without thinking how they could hurt me or how they could be portrayed in me or you do things without wanting to do them and without realizing oh shit this could hurt her yeah but i don't think that's that's, that's just my human side <laughs> that's not really no i think i mean it it's social interaction not knowing how something can affect others it's part of autism it's not i'm not saying it's completely part of it but i'm saying that's how i see it in you But I mean, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> You're yawning. I'm just not tired. You're not tired. That's why you're yawning. Okay, so it's the middle of the show. Let me just pop on some music. <laughs> How is the middle of the show? Uh, it's the middle of the show for us. Like during commercial break or yeah, it's like a commercial break. So this is the fun part after talking about all those serious stuff. What we barely talked about. We did. It was it was like twenty three minutes of talking about very serious. Oh yeah, stuff. we can't really talk about everything in one episode. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we have to give people teasers. So now we're gonna talk about what are we the most excited for anime coming up. What are you the most excited for animes coming up? Um, everything. No, you have to choose something. Attack on Titan. Really, we had to talk about anime. Yeah, I mean, I included it. Oh, do you want to? Yeah, I already said that we were gonna talk about anime, so I want to talk about anime. Are you excited for Attack on Titan? Are you excited for Demon Slayer? Are you excited for? My Hero Academia is it's My Hero Academia coming out with the, with the new season or more episodes? Uh, yeah, it's the well, the current running animes 
right now that I am watching. Yeah. Uh, will be My Hero. Yeah. Season six. That's probably the only one that I'm watching that's running. Episode weekly. Oh, but, it's uh, running right now. Yes, it's an episode tomorrow or Saturday. Okay. How was last episode? It was mainly just backstory. Please. I can hear the yawn through the I can't hear him in my I can't hear him. <laughs> yeah. So how was the last episode? It was mainly just backstory about oh. the heroes and yeah, they're in a tight spot. Yeah. That's the best summary I've heard from you. A bad summary? Uh, no, that's the best summary I've heard from you. Like in a tight spot. <laughs> They're just in a tight spot. Do you know when is Attack on Titan coming up? No. I mean, I think it's coming out when Demon Slayer comes out. In February? February. March. Oh. Oh, the movie's coming up in Feb. No, the movie's coming out in March as well. Oh. Well, it's coming out. The premiere is coming out in February. But the movie, the um, Swordsman Village arc. That's the arc that's called. Whoa, you didn't. I, I couldn't hear what you said. Swordsmith oh, Village arc. Yeah, we are excited for that. And we are excited for Attack on Titan. I think. I saw a meme the other day that said they the last season for Attack on Titan, it came out like five years after the last season and they were so excited. Everybody was so excited for having finally the last season and watching it. And then they were like, psych, we, we put this last season in like a hundred parts and you have to wait a whole year for each season, for each part of that season. Yeah, they're, I mean, we're barely, I would say, newbies on anime. We're not very hardcore at it. We haven't been, I mean, we we never watched Attack on Titan when it first aired. No, we didn't, but but we we watched the whole thing in, like, what, two months? Oh, yes, yes, but I'm saying, like, we aren't, like, experts at, we don't know everything, you know, even though we watched the whole series. We, there's definitely stuff that we miss that other people that have watched anime for a long time have more insights and they insight yeah than us well, but yeah we're true. we're like we still you know wear anime stuff yeah we're what, hyped we we are hyped hopefully once the episodes start playing we can have a little maybe at the end like a little reaction to that episode a little highlights of how we think that episode i mean it's not for everyone i'm not saying it's for everyone you can always skip this you know you don't have to stay and watch us talk and ramble about anime listen talk you said watch us oh oh listen sorry we're not gonna record this i don't think ever no Record with, like, actual video? Yeah, like a... Oh, I would prefer recording than just talking. Really? Of course. I'll be watching something on the TV. I'm like, damn, this shit is crazy. 
I don't feel that confident for a recording yet. It's it's a little scary when you have to record something. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's because people are going to be looking at you, how you look. Yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, there's always... Even people that have been doing podcasts or reactions, they still get criticized. And they have millions of followers. Well, yeah, and, the more people you have, the more criticism you get. You yeah, but that's part of what it comes with. <laughs> that's part of what it comes with. Ah. <laughs> he keeps yawning. That I'm telling him to stop. <laughs> so, do you think we're going to get hate? Hate? Yeah. From gonna... Hate from what? <laughs> from people. I don't know. When it comes to our anime analysis, of course. <laughs> yes, hate all over it. We're terrible at it. Even I feel like the I, best I thing we said was, "What was your analysis of the last episode?" The heroes are tight. <laughs> no wait, I no. even forgot. Are a... they in a tight spot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna hate us. I can go more if it will be death? just more anime talk. I like I would talk. obviously, but I just don't want to keep it more. Like it's more about just talking about. Living a day-to-day life with an autistic family. Well, with the daughter and me. Yeah. I mean, I have other problems. Trust me. It's a whole list. So maybe we can talk about that later, not today. Yeah, I mean, it just adds more worry to your life. More. What? Having to... It's a dead silence. Having to raise a, your daughter. Oh, with the same sort of struggles that you go through. You have gone through. I, I honestly, I hope she never goes through bullying. That's one thing that you went through that I hope she doesn't. But how can we get there, you know? I'm, I'm thinking teaching her how to fight. She kind of knows how to fight. She does. But if we do teach her how to fight, I feel like she's the one going to be bullying. She's not. Do you think? Did you ever bully someone? No. You never punked someone? Nope. Were you ever in a tight spot? Yes, a lot. (laughs) Because you were the one getting bullied. Was it because you were different? You were quiet, or is it because you were no, just in a bad really area? No, I didn't really get bullied that much. What I mean, are you talking about? No, meaning I didn't get bullied consistently. Like every day? Well, there was a part where it was every day. So, like, what you mean is it, it didn't happen, like, every year. It happened once or twice, or in a month, it was, like, every day, but then it was stopped. Or it just happened once. No, like the one, the only thing that I can remember from middle school being bullied wasn't really physical. It was more as like mental. Yeah. As in, like, oh, we're gonna kick your butt, homie, but you don't know when, but we're just gonna kick your butt. <laughs> so then my brain <laughs> I'm was sorry like, for shit. laughing, but you, I, I just remember that cartoon. 
where he tortures people. I don't know exactly what it was, but he tortures them. It's with... like the How I Met Your Mother was it? Oh, yes. It wasn't a cartoon. It was How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, yeah. how um, Marshall told Barney. Barney, like, oh, I'm going to... Sl-. He gets, like, I don't know how many slaps. Yeah. But he's like, you know, you know what the best thing is? That you'll never see them coming. <laughs> so he's just paranoid the yeah. whole time. Like, oh, so no. that's how you felt. Yes, that's it. Wasn't like they will hit me. I, I never think I was ever bullied as someone punching me. Yeah. Like, hey, move out, fag or fatty uh-huh. or big titties. <laughs> Are you okay? Okay, well, I mean, I feel like you had a traumatic experience and you just like relived no. it right now. Did they used to call you big titties? No. Well, not, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> Nothing I used face, to call huh? myself that. Oh, stop. I like your big titties. I don't have big titties anymore. <laughs> well, I used to like your big titties. They were not that big. They were okay. But we do see our bodies a lot bigger than they actually are. Stop. You know? We, we see our bodies in lenses of I see all my flaws wow that's a beautiful silence I guess we're in a tight spot guys you <laughs> you keep wanting to talk about me getting bullied no 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 I'm okay we already talked about that let's just talk about one last thing and we will be done let's talk about everybody's favorite freaking concert coming up rebelde how do you feel about oh, that God. this is not gonna be a good first episode <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get canceled right away not even canceled ignored <laughs> why it's not very insightful i guess it's... it is to what we were talking about at the beginning because i feel like a lot of people i would listen to a lot of random parents that have out I would want to meet people that are raising kids with autism. Yeah. Care about them. You would meet them. Honestly, that is one of the one of the many reasons why I wanted to start this because I want to start a community. I want us to have I want us to meet people that are probably going through what we're going through because it's so hard to find people that have our struggles it's very hard like we feel lonely you know yeah it's just more lonely because you don't really see it out in public because most most people that are there's a lot of people that are just trying to mask it yeah so that cause, to pretend that they're perfect yeah to or... pretend that they're normal yeah such a bad word we shouldn't use that word because nothing is normal but yeah i do see what you're saying it's very lonely having a kid with autism and you dealing with autism and you know having uh therapies and all of that it's very lonely when when we don't have any anyone that we can relate to around us not even family i mean we know in family there are two or three people and kids that have something, you know, that they're in the spectrum, but their parents don't care enough to take them. And 
it's hard. It's hard to see that. Yeah, they just ignore it, I, I would say. <laughs> anyway, I think we're done. How are we done? You survived. Wow, this was terrible experience. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for surviving this. Uh, we we don't have a schedule yet. Our next episode, this is our first episode, so our next episode will be a special guest. Uh, I want to sort of upload every week at least one, but we'll see, we'll see. Thank you for listening to us, guys. Hopefully you stay for the whole show, and if you didn't, it's okay. Do you have anything to say? It's going to get worse before it gets better. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I love that. Can I? Can we just use that for every show? It's going to get worse before it gets better. For everything. I mean, for the... Stop rolling your eyes at me. Anyway, thank you guys. Have a good night and enjoy your day. Please follow, comment, do everything that everybody says to do. Follow our Patreon, leave a like, <laughs> comment, subscribe. <laughs> And we'll see you guys next episode. And we are in a tight spot.